Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 94, and I'm excited for our guest today. This is Danielle Roberts, and I know she has a great story and a great message for so many of us moms who feel like we're running around like a chicken with our heads cut off. (laughs) So welcome, Danielle, and go ahead and tell us your story. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me, Molly. I am coming to you guys from Wisconsin, where it just got cold. Um, We are in that season of hustle and bustle, fall, getting ready for, I don't know about you guys, but we are knee deep in sports and running in multiple directions. And for me and my family, that is something that is newer for us. We started sports last year, um, but it was really determining our values and what we wanted to do in terms of sports, running around. And like Molly said, we can feel like we are chickens with our heads cut off, running everywhere, scattered. Um, Today, I was just focusing on my kids' school, making lunch, getting towels out of the dryer, all the things. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, Never in a million years would I have, number one, thought I would be here at this point because I swore I would never homeschool. Um, Also, taking care of all of the things around the house and getting all of that done as well. So that is an introduction to my life as a homeschool mom. Um, We are homeschooling for the first time this year, but both my husband and I grew up homeschooled. So we have history and that is why i said i would never homeschool uh but it was it was definitely a god thing totally something we felt led to do and one of the big things that has led to this point is going back to my own high school years um when i was in high school and then from then on I was serving in a missions organization in Mexico. I served in the Navy for six years. And then as a business owner, I was seeing cyclical patterns of burnout. And what I learned through those looking back cyclical patterns of burnout is that I would run, 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 run until I couldn't run anymore. And I would hit the brick wall and I would collapse. And I don't know if you can relate to this listening, but in my own life, even as far as back as high school, when I started recognizing how much I would push myself, it was kind of intense. <laughs> I was I was doing all the things, type A, perfectionist. I call myself a recovering perfectionist because I really try not to be that perfectionist anymore because I've seen how having that perfectionism can really help spiral into burnout. So up until a couple years ago, gosh, like five years ago, I was continuing to run that hard in my life, in my business. I was pregnant with four kids 
or pregnant with our fourth kid. We had three. I was running my business, helping somebody else run their business. I ended up getting so burnt out. I got pneumonia. I was like seven months pregnant, flying to another state to run a conference for somebody. And I realized this needs to stop. So I reevaluated. My husband introduced, I don't know if it was at that point or if it was another point. My husband had introduced Sabbath to us as a day of rest to stop working, focus on enjoying what we have, focus on enjoying family and just resting. And that was the thing that I needed. I needed to learn that I had to stop. And we had to reevaluate what we were doing as a family. So when we started, when I said we we had to reevaluate and look at our values for sports, it was a we're adding another layer to our activity. Like we're already doing all these different things. How is it that we are adding sports? So we added sports. We added, um, you know, the the twice a week practices. This year we've added flag football. Last year it was just my daughter. Uh, but really focusing on how do we want our schedule to look? Where What do we want to have um, as our lifestyle? And then this year coming up for homeschooling, and this came out of the blue. Like we were in um, Maryland on vacation this past summer, and I really felt led to homeschool. So I was like, okay, that actually works out really well because I was going to have four kids in school and I didn't want to prepare lunches every single day. I was like, this is the end of the straw. Like I can't, I can't like, I'm sure I could have gotten it done and like, you know, mass produced tons of sandwich rolls or whatever, but I didn't want to have to do that every day. And I didn't want to be rushing out the door in a hustle, angry bustle, you know, trying to get the kids to school on time. Um, and really just slow down the pace of life that we have so that we can focus on other things in our lives. And that is where we are at today. Well, that is awesome. And I bet so many moms can totally relate to the to-do list that is never done. Like moms always have things they could and feel like they should have to do. Like I sometimes call it the never ending to-do lists, like my never ending laundry and then seeing the never ending story and, you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's true. (laughs) And so, I mean, I love that. I mean, you tell your story where I think this is so common. We just, the type A personality just go, go, goes, and they can do so many things. But the question is, is, are they the right things? Are they the important things? And should you really be going every minute of the day? I would say no. (laughs) From my own personal experience, what I've learned is that you have to put rest time into that. Like just like we have our kids rest or just like we take a brain break for our kids with our school. I know that when I give them 10 minutes to run outside and play or We'll see what happens when all the snow comes. I'm sure they'll be running crazy circles in our basement, but they're going to come back to their work more productive. They're going to be more focused and they're going to be better off because they've taken that time away. So I myself practice times where if I know, for instance, tonight we have a volleyball game that I have to get my daughter to. 
I'm taking time to rest after this. Like my afternoon, there will be a rest time for me because I need it to keep going with my day. And that way I'm able to be present and fulfill what I need to fulfill, but I can do it well and I can do it rested. So I'm not just dragging myself through the rest of the day, hyped up on caffeine, but I can do it to the best of my ability and, and really be the mom that I want to be. You know, I love that so much that you compare that to kids because kids like seriously, no kid can sit there and stay focused on their to-do list all day long. Right. And as adults, we have this weird belief that we should be on task all day long. And then sometimes, you know, we'll maybe get distracted or we'll go scroll on Facebook or something and, or we'll just do something that we feel like is wasting time. And then we feel all guilty and then (laughs) kind of spirals down and, (laughs) and you're, I, I think though, the problem is, is that so many moms, we feel like, yeah, but I have so much time to do. I don't have time for rest. I don't have time to take a break. And what you're saying is, yes, but if you do intentionally take a break, you're going to be so much more productive with the other things you have to do. Absolutely. And I'm not just saying this to say it because it's like the right thing to say, but this is what I'm, I've been living my life. And I look as, as somebody who's a certified life coach, I've been trained to look at priorities in, in my own life and in the lives of the people that I work with. So I tell people they need to focus on their priorities. And I think you can have no more than five priorities, like three to five, depending on your capacity, what your priorities are. Obviously for us moms, our kids are gonna be probably one of those top priorities in their school is going to be another priority as a homeschooling mom. So what does that lead for everything else? And I will tell you right now, there is laundry on my living room floor and laundry that needs to get folded because it's not always a top priority. I am working on stuff in my business right now and that's my top priority is to get that out for my business. So priorities can shift and change depending on what they look at, depending on your season of life. But focusing on those top priorities is going to really give you an idea of where your energy should go and where you put your time and put your energy. That's where your productivity is going to go. As far as the shoulds, I told my daughter the other day, you can should yourself to death because there's everything you should do. But in reality, what is it that you actually need to do? And where are you setting your expectations too high? Or where are you obligating yourself that maybe you don't need to give yourself those obligations? Maybe somebody else can do that. And that gives so much freedom, not only to actually getting things on that to-do list done, because I think it is possible, but it gives freedom from guilt to, to actually feel like, hey, I don't have to be guilty for having laundry on my living room floor. It needs to get taken care of eventually, but today might not be the day or my kids are going to help me take care of that and we're going to do it together and it's going to take 10 minutes. Yeah, for sure. That's so good. I always say those shoulds 
they just weigh down on your shooters here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's a heavy burden, right? It is. Yes. Yeah. So those priorities are so tricky though, because as moms, we have so many different responsibilities. Like I've de- sometimes I just have to do a brain dump where I just write down all my areas of responsibilities and then write down all the things that I feel like I'm responsible for. But then I have to weed through them and say, wait, which of these are shoulds? <laughs> which right. of these are ones that other people could do? Which of these, um, do we just not even have to deal, you know, because sometimes it really doesn't matter if you, you know, have a perfectly prepared dessert or something like that, or, you know, well-wrapped gifts, which is great because some people like doing that. Maybe uh-huh. that's their thing. But for me, I mean, yeah, maybe that doesn't always have to happen. Right. That. And that's such a good practice to write down all of your areas of responsibility. I have my clients do this a lot so they can see how much they're actually doing and how much they expect themselves to be doing. And oftentimes we don't give ourselves enough grace to actually be okay with the things that we're not doing or we're not giving ourselves a reasonable expectation. I know. (laughs) We're only one person. And that's where I love to delegate. I love to... I mean, we can have the advantage of teaching our kids. Like my daughter was in the kitchen cooking with me and peeling the potatoes for the crock pot so that we would have a meal later today. (laughs) So it's it's an experience. It's preparing them for adult life. It's giving them the practical experience, but it's also taking stuff off my plate that I can then do other things with my time. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, sometimes when I've written these lists of all these responsibilities and things I'm expecting to do, I I think sometimes, yeah, no wonder I'm so tired and exhausted because even if I had 48 hour days, there's no way I would ever get all of this done. You know, it's kind of crazy. So, um, yeah, reducing the expectations of ourselves, it's the perfectionism thing. It is. Yes. Maybe, maybe <laughs> talk a little bit about how you can let go of the perfectionism. <laughs> Letting go has to be a conscious, intentional, everyday thing. If if that's how you are, and I think it's good to look, maybe do some journaling and say, where am I seeing perfectionism come up? Or what is the expectation of my perfectionist self? How am I seeing this manifested in my own life? And what is it keeping me from? My husband the other day pointed out, and I don't even know what it was, but he was like, you know, I think that's your perfectionism. I think your perfectionism is keeping you from doing this because you know you can't do it really well, really well, or you can't do it perfectly. So it's keeping you from doing this. And there was, you know, something else that my coach had said was the same thing. And I was like, okay, obviously I need to take a look at this. What am I expecting of myself? How am I viewing the tasks that I have? How am I going overboard? Like, am I, my coach was pointing out, this was talking about my working out because I've got, 
a knee, a knee that I have to have surgery on next week. So I'm not fully able to work out in the way that I want to. And she's like, but you're keeping yourself from working out in the ways that you can because you're being a perfectionist. You're hurting yourself in the process of having that perfection and chasing after that perfection. So there's that saying that's done is better than perfect, which is so cliche and I kind of don't like it because it's so cliche. But at the same time, if I can get something complete, that's better than having it super perfect and wasting the time or wasting the opportunity that I have to actually do what needs to get done. So in the instance of working out, I said, all right, fine, screw it. I'm just going to do the upper arm, upper body. I'm going to get that done, get the endorphins moving, and eventually I'll get back to legs. But it had to be that conscious effort to say, okay, I am going to do this. It's not going to be done perfectly, but that's okay. Yeah. And that's so good because like so often we're just like, okay, I'm going to do yoga for an hour a day. It's never going to happen. No. (laughs) (laughs) Because we can't do it perfectly, but we can do yoga for five minutes. Yes. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite Pilates um, people and trainers is Robin Long and she has 10 to 15 minute clips and it's a whole workout. I'm like, that right there is attainable. Like I can do 10 to 15 minutes of Pilates and that works into my schedule. So finding the things that work, like where, you know, just asking, where am I being a perfectionist? Where am I seeing that perfectionism and what is it keeping me from? Um, and where do I want to grow? And, and what's the perfectionism keeping me from growing? Yeah. And I like the question you asked too where am I going overboard? Mm -hmm. That's so good because I think as moms, we have these great desires and we see these grand visions of all these awesome things we can do. And maybe we don't have to go that much overboard. (laughs) You know, maybe we can still do it and not do it overboard. Yeah. Pinterest has not been good for moms in that sense. Like (laughs) not everybody needs to have a Pinterest perfect party. Just saying like, your kid just wants to be treated special for the day and they don't need like the perfect balloon arch and all of the stuff that goes along with it. So true. But yeah, at the same time, I have actually found that Pinterest is so good because so somebody's already created what I want it and I this can just buy it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So um, I have another question here for you. Sure. So we're talking about how moms need to take rest. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, we got to prioritize, right? We got to let go of some of the perfectionism in order to allow ourselves to take some rest. Because if we don't take rest, then we're not going to be as productive, right? But at the same time, we're like, yeah, but there's so much to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, part of it's a mindset shift. But if you're saying, well, you got to make time to take rest, what does that even look like? You know, I think so often moms are so busy. You're like, I don't even know what that means. I say whatever restores, rejuvenates, and renews. So the three R's, restoration, rejuvenation, and renewal. What do you do in your life that brings you those things? Or frankly, what brings you joy? It doesn't have to be taking a nap, although sometimes that's helpful too. Um, 
we, and this is something that I've been working on myself is having those things in my life, like adding them back because we get so focused on the productivity. We get focused on taking care of everybody else. We get focused on, you know, the self-care that's temporary. That's like, oh, hey, I'm going to paint my nails. Well, yes, painting my nails makes me feel good and boosts my confidence. But in reality, drinking a glass of wine and painting my nails is not going to renew me and rejuvenate me the way that sitting with a good book would because reading a book distresses or having a chat with a girlfriend, which totally gives me the energy as an extrovert that I need. Um, So doing those things, looking at those things and identifying what it is that is giving me renewal. And I actually have a downloadable that people can have. It's multiple ways that you can look at different ways to rest. So whether for you that's going for a walk in the woods, whether that's sitting and chatting with a girlfriend on the phone, or for me, I've taken up cross-stitch in the last year so that it's being productive. Like I'm seeing progress. I'm seeing the design come to life but it's also slowing me down so I can sit, I can process, I can rejuvenate during the afternoons. Um, And that's been extremely beneficial. So looking at, you know, and it could be hobbies from your past that you've just laid laid down as you've been a mom. And then now you're looking for something new or picking up a book and reading it. Yeah, I love that. And I love how you defined rest as those three R's, although I can't remember which three it was because I wrote down four. It okay. renews, restores, rejuvenates, refreshes. Yep. Okay. So I did, yeah. So rejuvenate or uh, refreshing and renewal go together, I think. I wrote down the synonyms at one point. So yes, you can put the fourth one in there. <laughs> I typically talk about three, but I guess I threw the fourth one in there. <laughs> Well, and maybe even rejoice. It makes you feel happy. You know, sometimes we we just want to take a break when we're feeling overwhelmed. And then we turn to something that's more of a numbing activity, Mm -hmm. like, like watching Netflix or or scrolling on Facebook or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I like how you define this as it's going to refresh you and re-energize you. See, lots of good re-words. Yes, I know. There's a lot of good ones. (laughs) And and it's going to bring you joy and and make you feel good Mm -hmm. instead of, oh, I shouldn't have been wasting my time. Right. And I actually encourage my um, my clients and um, people that listen to my podcast to avoid technology during this time, which it sounds so difficult, so different, because as you said, we go to those numbing things like people will talk about binging Netflix or binging on whatever TV show. But in reality, is that really making you feel refreshed? Is it renewing you? I find after I'm on social media, I'm like tamping down comparison and it's more of a negative experience. If depending on what you're watching, your emotions are going to go through the roof. Your stress levels are going to go up because you're watching something that's either action filled or drama filled. And then you're like, well, crap, there goes my life. (laughs) So 
I actually encourage people to stay away from technology for those reasons. I do read on my phone. I have the Kindle app and I read like a hundred books a year, but that's, you know, having something other than technology to go to is helpful. Yeah, I totally agree with that because I just thought of another reword too. refill. We want to get refilled mm-hmm. and, and- yep. You know, tech doesn't always do that. Although it can be a good tool, like you say, in some cases, like where you're just, you're reading a book, right? You're not Mm -hmm. getting distracted by all the other things. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Well, yes, I love that. So we can, when we make the time to rest, it's going to re-energize us, refuel us, restore us, refresh us, <laughs> help us rejoice in our life, feel better. Yep. You know, but, you know, how many moms do you run into, though, that are, like, still saying, but when? When? I don't have time. Yeah, that's when it goes back to the intentional choice of making the time. And creating boundaries. If you need to create boundaries around, maybe this is our own personal time, you know, and, and boundaries aren't bad. Like boundaries have gotten a bad rap because people think that they, you know, keep people out and they really, I think that they're great for sanity. I think they're great for like helping us know what's important and when to say no, because moms like to say yes, right? We don't want to see our kids being disappointed. But if my kids know, hey, this is mom's work time, this is when mom has to work, and I've created that boundary and I am reinforcing that boundary, it teaches them, okay, we have to go be self-sufficient. This is mom's work time. She's going to be working. She's getting stuff done. And then she can, you know, give us her attention. Obviously, if somebody's bleeding, I will take care of them. But (laughs) teaching them, creating those boundaries protects your time, protects your sanity. And then, you know, as far as making that time to rest, we have to be intentional. So whether it's boundaries, saying no to obligations, like you don't have to do every single volunteer activity. You don't have to you volunteer. Like if there's somebody, if you're not the one to do it, somebody else will typically do it. Like there are enough people that somebody knows that will help them out and make them a meal or, you know, maybe it's something smaller that you're doing. But by saying no, creating those boundaries, you're creating time to rest um, along with, you know, focusing on your priorities and the other things that we talked about. But really, I've found that once somebody is intentional with resting, they're able to get more done, to be more productive. And then that just dominoes. It's rest equals productivity and productivity equals rest. You can't do one without the other or at least do it well. Um, And your effectiveness goes up when you are taking that time to rest. Yeah, that's so good because seriously, moms, we do tend to say yes. And then a lot of times I think moms, when there's volunteer opportunities, we hate to say no, because then we're going to make some other mom say yes. And then we feel guilty, you know, but we don't have to do that to ourselves. We're all no. learning to set boundaries and we can all learn to say no. And I think, um, you know, just that whole point of being intentional about taking the rest 
you know what? Your to-do list isn't going anywhere. It's not going to be horrible if it doesn't get all done, right? Because you've never finished it before in your life anyway. So (laughs) we're still going. (laughs) But I think it's so interesting because it is a mindset shift because I think that we don't really realize how much we're not taking rest and how much the rest is going to benefit us in our productivity. And it's kind of one of those mind bending things because we're like, okay, fine. You're telling me this, you know, prove it. But the only way that any mom can actually really learn it is to do it. Right. Because <laughs> your mind's just saying, oh, that's not going to help. I don't have time for this. And it's going to be all the excuses. Yes. <laughs> Lots of excuses. And the other thing is, if you're not resting now, you're going to burn out. Like eventually you will hit a point where you just can't go anymore or you can't show up for your kids, for your family, for everything else. Well, like you will be too burnt out. I had to take time off. It cost me clients. I was not able to make the money that we needed um, to support our kids, our family when I burnt out. And so then it was, okay, how do I rehabilitate myself? What do I do to recover from that burnout in order to keep going? And so it really was like that that collapse of everything and then having to rebuild. So if you can be proactive now and build those patterns of rest, then you're better off for it. And you can drag your whole family with you and just be like, all right, guys, like we're gonna have a restful day. For us, that looks like going to church in the morning. That looks like watching football now that it's, you know, fall and go Packers or basketball games or whatever. Um, But we nap, we read books, we enjoy going on walks. So really building those patterns and your kids will benefit from learning that now so that they're better off when they get to adulthood. Yeah, that's so good too, because a lot of times as moms, we know what we should do. It's those shitters, but we don't do it. But then when we frame it in that idea of, oh man, if I can change me, that's what's going to benefit my kids more than anything, Mm -hmm. because you know, they're copying everything we do because we're teaching them. (laughs) Absolutely. That whole perfectionist thing. Yeah. My daughter comes about that naturally. Yeah. So, you know, we can at least help them with that now when they're in our homes and and we can help guide them. And I think too, you know, it's really good to ask what kind of mom do I want to be? Do I want to be the stressed out mom who's always anxious running around everywhere and feeling guilty about not getting it all done? Or do I want to be the kind of mom who can take some rest, who can do some activities to help power me up? The the mom that can be present for her kids and not a stressed out mess. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's I mean, really helpful when you look at it like that. Yeah. And and I think too, you know, sometimes we're probably still going to go back to stressed out mess, but if we're aware yeah. of it, then we can get out of it a lot faster. <laughs> or we at least have those tools where we can start implementing things because like my surgery next week, I might be out for six weeks. And that's like driving to sports, driving to the grocery store. I'm the one that does all the shopping. So I'm kind of in that stressed out, overwhelmed going, okay, how do I get myself out of this? And, you know, I'm leaning on my coach and I'm using my own tools and my own coping mechanisms that I've 
been working on to get out of that place faster, as you said, to, to just keep going and trying to be calm. <laughs> yes, yes. And I, I, one of my cliche sayings I say all the time is we're going for progress, not perfection. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and, and the good news is too, is even when you have to be out for six weeks, your family's going to keep going. They're going to, oh, yeah. and you're going to be like, wait a second. <laughs> Why don't we do this when I'm not recovering too? <laughs> yep. Get me hobbling along. Gimpy. Yeah. yeah, that's tough. Um, but sometimes it's good. It's good for the, the family to, to step up too. And for you too, to realize, I guess I don't have to do all the things all the time. Yes. <laughs> And I will be taking advantage of the downtime. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. It'll be good. It'll be good and refreshing. And moms definitely, definitely need to learn these patterns so we don't burn out. Mm -hmm. Burnout is rough. That is. Been there, done that. (laughs) Amen, sister. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't like it. So I also feel like I want to do whatever I can to stay out of that. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and, and one of the great things that does refresh me is actually doing these podcasts. Cause it's just like you're saying where you get to chat with a friend and I think, yeah. And, and I think even just listening to podcasts too, mm-hmm. for, for moms that can be so that can be restful and rejuvenating, even if you yes. have to do the laundry at the same time, <laughs> you know, it multitasking works in some cases, that being one of them. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking time out and coming on here to rejuvenate with me and to share your message with our audience. And and hopefully this can help our listeners decide that, yes, it's okay. It's okay to take, make time for some rest because not only is it okay, I think it's essential. Mm-hmm. Permission is granted. It's yes. okay to rest. <laughs> yes. If that's the only thing you take out of this, just permission. You have permission to rest. Yes, absolutely. And choose the restful activities that are rejuvenating to your soul and make you feel like you can keep going because that's what it's all about, right? We got to keep going and keep making progress and keep helping people and and it can get exhausting, but we can do this. We can do absolutely. This. I agree. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, Danielle. And how about if you share with our listeners where they can find more about you and your message? Yeah, for sure. So the link to the uh, shortcuts to get rest, the five ways to make room for, or five ways to to get rest. You can find that on my Instagram. And you can find more on my Instagram, which is Danielle period M period Roberts. And that is where I hang out. That's, that's my fun jam. I, I just enjoy creating community and having friends on there, on there. I also have a whole entire course called make room for rest. And that is at Danielle M Roberts.com forward slash M-R-R. Make room for rest. Okay. Awesome. Love it. It's danielle.m.roberts. And you have two L's in your Danielle name. Yes, I do. (laughs) All right. Not Daniel. 
been called that before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Molly. Thanks for listening to the Building Heroes podcast. Can you help more people join the Building Heroes movement by sharing this podcast? More people can find it when you subscribe to the show, rate it, and leave a review. For more help on Building Heroes in your home, get the free Building Heroes resources at www.buildingheroesacademy.com.